0: Hello and welcome to Nevermind the Pain Points, a podcast dedicated to helping you unlock your business challenges. Pulling on our network of clients, partners, experienced employees and industry experts, we wanted to share with you our views and opinions on common business challenges. As a consulting firm that deals with these pain points on a daily basis, we thought we were well-placed to give insights on addressing these challenges. Enjoy the episode.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Nevermind the Pain Points brought to you by Clarisys. My name is Sophie Atkins and I'm joined today by Eric Gumminson who is one of the consultants based out in our Boston office. Hi Eric. Hi Sophie. Please can you give us a little bit of background um, and tell us a bit about your experience uh, as a consultant and in retail.
0: Sure, absolutely. As you said, I'm working with the office in, in Boston, and I've been working in the customer experience domain for the last year. It's mostly with grocery retailers and their online business. Uh, but actually, about a decade ago, founded and owned uh, my own online grocery retailer. And this was before you know even the major players on the market had such offerings, and there was no automation or no personalization. I think we barely had a tool that planned, but that's a long time ago.
1: That's fascinating. Well, I'm sure you'll have some interesting perspectives then. So our topic of focus today is Amazon and kind of more specifically Amazon Fresh. So both of us have been um, following in the news that Amazon Fresh recently announced that they are planning to roll out their grocery delivery service to prime members in the in London and the southeast and they're actually looking uh, now to do this uh, more in uh, the North England as well. We are going to be asking the question whether will Amazon make waves in the UK grocery market? And we want to focus a bit on kind of the successes of Amazon themselves and and how they will take that forward into Amazon Fresh. Think around the opportunities and threats this poses to uh, some of the existing UK retailers. And then, you know, we're going to touch at the end a bit on the future of the grocery sector in the UK. And Eric, I know you have been doing some interesting research around Uh, check out free stores so uh, hopefully we can talk about the exciting things that come further down the line.
0: Definitely definitely I think it's understandable Sophie that Amazon is doing this expansion now with Amazon Fresh in the UK though you'll have to stand for the local expertise but with having the the online market share of the grocery shopping uh, doubled since the beginning of the the corona period uh, going up 13 percent I think it's understandable that um, Some would like to benefit from the existing customer base with all the prime members.
1: Definitely. Um, and as you say that, actually, I think one of the interesting things you can provide perspective on is uh, the fact that you're based out in the US, where obviously Amazon Fresh have been operating for a while. So be interesting to hear what's going on out there in terms of the U.K., grocery sector, you made um, exactly the right points there, that it's quite an interesting time. So we have seen online grocery sales surge quite considerably. I mean, to the point most retailers couldn't keep up with the demand. But also there's, there's other things going on at the same time. So Ocado, who is one of our big delivery providers, is about to switch from uh, a partnership with Waitrose, one of the, the premium supermarkets over here, to a partnership with m and A lot of change going on and prime opportunity for Amazon, who have been hovering, I guess, on the edges uh, of the UK grocery markets to jump in and try and get a foothold.
0: And we will see how it goes. I think the, the UK market differs a bit from, from, from the US uh, online uh, market when it comes to the number of players and, and, and their part of the market. I think Amazon um, Fresh or Amazon as a whole has a third uh, of the market in, in the US with Walmart uh, with about uh, the, this, the same part, a third. And then we have Target with about 15%. So that makes up uh, 75% of the total sales. And my understanding, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that in, in the UK there might be several smaller actors fighting about the, the share to be?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think Amazon Fresh uh, at the moment only have a, a 3% hold on, on the grocery market. Tesco's are the leaders with 27%, and Cardo is next to nine with 14%. So, yeah, as you say, vastly, vastly different over here.
0: That's interesting. I think we'll see how Cardo meets the competition from Amazon and, and the launch of or the expansion of Amazon Fresh. I mean, in, in Scandinavia, where I'm from originally, Ocado is, uh, is a big name, very well known for their logistics uh, experience. And I know a lot of retailers are partnering with them as well uh, to build their fulfillment centers. Their revenue is close to, I think, $2 billion, whereas Amazon is close to $300 billion, and Amazon actually makes profit. So it was interesting to see how they, how they, how they will stand in that uh, competition.
1: Definitely, and uh, we'll touch on some of those points as we move through. So first up, what successes of Amazon can Amazon Fresh take advantage of to uh, attract customers? Eric, what are your
0: thoughts on that? I mean, I think the most obvious one is the vast resources that Amazon has from their other operations and other countries they are operating in. For many customers already in the UK, even without Amazon Fresh um, having being expanded, it's a one-stop shop for many customers to buy books, uh, beauty products, and even streaming services. And I think the customers are being acquainted with the Amazon Prime membership that you pay a small monthly fee to get access to the streaming services, but also the free deliveries, uh, which has a quite low threshold for the minimum uh, order value.
1: Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And I think, you know, your point there about the fact that it's a one stop shop and it's a very easy thing. Consumers uh, can go there for anything that they want to. Uh, and they know that the experience they will have will be consistent and they will get what they want to get.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, and I, I completely agree. Uh, and I think with the 15 million Prime members that Amazon has in the UK already, uh, and we know that they're visiting Amazon.com or COVID UK several times a week, it's quite advantage to open up a grocery shop with that customer flow already in place.
1: Yeah, of course. And they have so much data on those customers already. So I think, you know, one of the obvious uh, strong points of Amazon is is their um, the customer experience they offer um, through the wealth of data that they collect on those customers. So they already know what those customers like, what type of products they tend to go for, what kind of price point they're looking at. So they're at um, a hugely advantageous starting point compared to most other retailers who currently don't utilize the amounts the vast amounts of data that they are able to collect through uh, online shopping
0: yeah and do you think it's working are you experiencing the personalization when you're shopping online in the uk
1: with other retailers or with amazon
0: with amazon or other retailers
1: well i i haven't since it's not launched used amazon fresh yet so i couldn't comment from a grocery perspective uh but definitely from just the the normal retail side of things that your account information having suggested products or browsing history um recent purchases other customers bought this all that sort of thing is is immensely helpful um, and yeah makes it a much easier or dangerously so shopping experience
0: yeah it's good if you're optimistic honestly i haven't i haven't paid attention to it i'm i'm you know Searching for my cream cheese and my butter and my milk, and it shows up, and, and I buy it. But I know from as a, a consultant, you're working with the clients, you work with uh, issues quite a mo- quite a lot, and you know just making sure that if you buy the um, the expensive cream cheese, uh, you are you're quite eager to show them the the high value milk when you when you search for that. Uh, at a later time
1: the example I can probably best pull on then uh, from that perspective is Ocado because uh, Ocado as I said um, at the start they have partnerships with some of the other um, UK grocery retailers but they also have some of their own products as well so when you go on the Ocado uh, website or app and you're searching for um, you know cream cheese it'll come up with their own brand version but Mm -hmm. it'll also come up with um, the waitress from currently and maybe a couple of other um, versions of that and you can you can choose which ones uh, you want Um, and I would say that I'm probably you know quite consistent in the type of things that I buy so uh, having personalization there and making sure that the the one that I'm likely to buy Mm -hmm. is always top would make life a lot easier for me
0: yeah, I mean, this is quite far from how Amazon Fresh um, and their expansion in the UK will look, but I, I think the, the struggle could be for retailers that they have their own uh, brands that they want to sell right with a way higher margin than the brands uh, they buy in. But I think what you can say is that Amazon definitely has a, a highly developed personalization um, engine is very beneficial when, when they're launching the Amazon Fresh offerings.
1: What are your thoughts on um, the risk to maybe some of the retailers who sell through the platform? So do you think that there's a risk that if you are, Morrison's um, for, uh, are the example in the UK at the moment, that Amazon might you know, take the reviews and the data from selling their products to uh, sell better products themselves and actually end up monopolizing on their own? I think one of the other really big selling points for customers is uh, is around the the ease of checkout and the knowledge that you are going to have your products delivered either the next day or or the same day, um, and that's obviously something that they're uh, very much trying to leverage with Amazon Fresh. Hence the the rollout to to Prime members. I actually saw that they've reduced basket size from 40 pounds uh, to qualify for free delivery uh, down to 15 pounds, which is quite staggering when actually most other retailers charge for delivery, but also quite a minimum basket size of, of usually um, about 40 pounds to, to qualify.
0: Yeah, and I think that's an important change actually. Uh, and I personally use the Amazon Prime membership quite extensively in the US and you feel comfortable that you, you, you have you have the one-click checkout when you're walking from your from your apartment down to the lobby and out to the car, you have bought your cucumbers and tomatoes, you click checkout and you know it will, it will come tonight without any delivery fee. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a struggle many of the, the players on the market have had that they're looking at the economics behind it. And they're saying that we need to charge this to make to make, make profits, um, but everyone know, knows now that they won't make any profits for years. It's all about building revenue and, and then creating that market share for the future to, to, to come. Uh, and I think we've, we've seen among players in the U.S. that more and more are adding those kind of memberships or plus membership or card membership where you pay a, a small fee and you get the free delivery. Um, and of course, you are committed to that to that a retailer for that month, right? You pay for a month, one month mem- membership and you will, of course, use it. And I think one clever thing with the Prime membership that has been Stated is that you know they include the streaming services? I don't know if they include the audiobooks, but there's so much going on. So you know I'm paying a small fee for all of your offerings, and I don't really know how much I'm actually paying for delivery. I might not use any of the other, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still happy to pay for my membership.
1: I think that's a that's a really interesting point there that you make, Eric. It's you know it's disguised in amongst um, the the annual fee, and you already feel like you're getting either you feel like you're getting so much for your money. Um, that it's great value and why wouldn't you sign up for Prime um, or the other side of things is uh, that you feel like you need to kind of justify that annual investment so you've, you've spent um, £79 for uh, having Prime membership for a year and therefore you need yeah. to make sure you use it as much as possible to, to really get the, the the return on your investment. So I think just to, to summarize there there's, um, there's a huge number of successes that Amazon can take forward to Amazon fresh, but, um, you know, namely the fact that they are hugely knowledgeable of their customer base, and that they already have quite a substantial or a very substantial customer base uh, in the UK that they can take advantage of. And actually, you know, one of the points that we haven't talked a lot about, um, but that is also very important, is the fact that they can just scale very, very quickly. Um, they already have the logistics network in the UK, um, and to be able to rapidly uh, roll out uh, across the country, which is something that retailers struggle a lot with over here. So now we've introduced um, some of the successes of Amazon and how they can be taken forward into Amazon Fresh. I think it would be worth us reflecting on the threat that they actually pose to UK retailers and uh, how people might be able to respond to this. I guess to get us started, actually, Eric, it would be useful to have the, the U.S. perspective. So obviously, Amazon Fresh, you said uh, Amazon have 30 percent of, of the market out in the U.S. Um, with with Walmart and Target um, also occupying um, a large extent. How do you think uh, Walmart and Target and some of the other uh, grocery providers out in the U.S. have managed to uh, compete or stand their ground uh, against Amazon?
0: No, I think the, the major difference between the U.K. and the U.S. is that uh, we have the economists in scale and uh, such a focus in the U.S. with almost 400 people living in, 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 in the U.S. Already before the online business and Amazon came around, you know, Walmart and Target uh, had very strong positions. And of course, I think the development has been driven a lot by Amazon, uh, but Walmart and Target are no, no small companies. Uh, and they have in many ways, I think, imitated or been inspired or uh, figured out themselves um, how to be attractive when it comes to setting up fulfillment and offering delivery times and also providing some some packages or membership where you will reduce the, the delivery fee.
1: So I think probably, yeah, as you said, one of the, the biggest threats to some of the other UK retailers is, is just how well Amazon know their customers and how great their, their customer experience is. That's probably the area that most of the UK retailers want to make sure that they're there focusing on so that they can compete with Amazon?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Amazon comes from an advantage uh, position. Uh, They have a lot of experience when it comes to logistics and they know their customers, Uh, but we have to remember that, and you can tell me more about this, of course, that we have strong players in the UK. Uh, I think food is different than other things you buy, especially during Corona now, when countries are talking more about resourcing locally and uh, growing their own food. Um, so I, I think yes, Amazon comes uh, with a strong position from the U.S. and slightly in the U.K. as well. But their market share is, is very small. And I think the I think the local players or the national players in the U.K. already, you know, they they have local customers, they have their loyalty programs, they have their stores on the street, right? And they're selling local brands. So I think it's it's not a, it's not a done deal in any way that that Amazon will build the same kind of market share that they did in the U.S. They have the vast resources to invest in. Know, promotions uh, recommendations build up the fulfillment centers uh, but they, you know they still have to uh, get the client to decide, right and, and I think as long as the players in the UK are on top of the experience at a whole uh, both you know with customer service personalization recommendation they have uh, delivery times available I maybe I would hesitate to move somewhere else
1: absolutely and you know it's interesting you talk about that because over here um... Tesco's were were probably the pioneers in loyalty and using customer data to their advantage. So um, they launched the the Tesco club card and um, the loyalty scheme that goes with that. And um, it delivered huge returns uh, for them. And a lot of the other retailers ended up uh, following suit. So loyalty is going to be key for the UK retailers to to try and navigate um, this uh, rollout uh, of Amazon Fresh. And I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be easy for, for Amazon to steal some of these customers who have been shopping with the likes of Tesco's or Sainsbury's for, for so long. Talking about Tesco as well. So they actually recently uh, announced that they were going to be rolling out free delivery to their club card plus members so a bit like amazon have their prime tesco's have their, their club card plus albeit on a slightly different level and they've announced that for those customers they will also be del- um, offering free delivery um and that really is in in a bid to to try and compete with the likes of amazon
0: yeah and i think that's a direct response isn't it just a few weeks after
1: absolutely uh, launched that
0: press release they're, they're doing that change
1: yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, this came out a couple of days ago, their intention to do this. So good on them for for being able to adapt and respond rapidly to the news. But I did then also notice that they announced this, but they haven't said quite when they'll be doing it. Mm-hmm. And that they want to make sure that logistically they can deliver on that, um, which is, you know, is the one of the biggest challenges for a lot of these uk retailers they just don't have the operational capacity to be able to offer you know one free delivery uh, next day delivery and have the availability of delivery slots for the customers when they want them sure sure reflecting on the experience i had the other day when i was uh, buying um, groceries online and you get to the checkout section and it's a it was a very clunky process mm-hmm. and you kind of go through it and then it'll say these were all the things you bought last time are you sure you yeah. don't want to add them to your basket mm-hmm no because i bought those in january and now i want to yeah. buy barbecue food instead and then the second one was um you know all of these are, are deals that you might have missed out on Are you sure you don't want to add uh, any of these to your basket mm. no i don't want to do that either and then by the time you got through that you probably lost your delivery slot and you got to uh, rebook it another day
0: yeah personalization gone wrong right
1: yeah, yeah. definitely personalization gone wrong one of the other points, Eric, that you mentioned earlier on, which I think it would be good to talk about, is this kind of uh, locality element. So it's something that's been driven quite heavily during COVID that people want to shop local. They want to know, you know, where their food is coming from. They want to support uh, some of the s- smaller businesses, and I guess you know that plays possibly more to the strengths of the UK re- retailers rather than um, Amazon, but. Uh, you know it's it's a point for, for retailers themselves to to try and think about how can they you know optimize on that local element are their groceries are they grown in the UK uh, for starters um, and how can they you know play to the strengths in the sense that they are a UK brand versus a global one
0: yeah definitely
1: so I think one of the other points to talk about, um, which puts some of the existing UK retailers in, uh, in, a, in a promising position, but I guess also puts Amazon in a promising position if you're um, an existing customer is the credibility and trust side of things. Uh, so as a customer, I want to I wanna know that um, the products that you are offering are ones that I like, um, that I'm going to be able to get the products that I want to get. Um but also you know on on the other side of things that your um website is is secure and i can I can pay for my items and and not be worried that uh my uh money is just going to disappear off into the abyss without the products being fulfilled
0: yeah sure sure definitely so i I could definitely agree that they had, they have a strong uh, position, but I saw in a recent recent poll that i think 28, 28% of the interviewees responded that Amazon had the best customer experience. I, I think I saw some of the grocery retailers, like doing five or six or seven or eight, 8% among the in, interviews. So if I read that as a customer experience manager with one of those retailers, I would be, I would be quite worried and see how if I can invest in, in the experience online.
1: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. No, I can, I completely agree with you there. Uh, and as we said, it, it's so crucial that you can make that experience for customers uh, easy, frictionless, and um, enjoyable to keep to keep them coming back and make them loyal. Okay. And last point that uh, we want to discuss today is um, the future of the grocery sector in the UK um, and how. we think you know shopping behaviors will change going forward and what will that mean for for the grocery retailers you know just just to start off the conversation eric i i saw yesterday uh, nielsen had released their newest survey results which demonstrated the the trend towards online shopping being here to stay so lockdowns obviously lifted in the uk and in the last four weeks grocery sales in stores have remained uh, pretty much flat but actually online sales are still growing at about 100 Seventeen percent so you know it shows that That's the impressive. long-term trend is is still there uh, and this will will keep going going forward
0: yeah and i think we've seen that the last year is that when it comes to the future i, f- I think we shouldn't forget how you can innovate when it comes to the physical experience in the store right and i'm thinking particularly about the amazon go stores opening up which is uh, automated in the way that you show your phone on the way in scan kind of code and you you browse and and shop your groceries, and then you just uh, walk out, and your account is automatically billed. Uh, whereas now you have to put all of your groceries on the conveyor belt and then put them back in your bag, or have someone put them back in the, in your bag. Uh, it just uh, takes a lot of time. Yeah, it's such
1: an interesting point. You know, most uh, retailers are. Uh so nervous about what the future of the physical store will be but yet as you say we've got amazon who are actually investing in the physical store and i think the key point here which you did mention is that it's not just about having one or the other it's about having a multi-channel experience and journey that customers can go on
0: yeah definitely
1: and one of the other points around multi-channel is that you know people need to receive the orders that they make online and you want to order online that you might want to collect in store or you might want to ship from store or various different fulfillment methods so just to to summarize all of what we um have just been talking about i think there's a huge amount of change that's going on in the uk grocery market um and that you know presents opportunities and risks uh, to both to both Amazon and existing retailers. Um, for the existing UK grocery retailers, what's going to be really important going forward is making sure that they keep customer experience front and center.
0: No, I think you're absolutely uh, right, Sophie. I think the, the customer experience is front and center uh, in this scenario uh, with, I think, automation and personalization and recommendations are the hyper trends that many of these players are investing in. Uh, and as I said it before, I think that Amazon has an advantage position, but there are some local strong brands in, in the UK uh, that customers feel safe with. Uh, and I think as long as they're investing and aware of the, of the risks they're facing on the markets, uh, it's, it's ne- definitely not a done deal. And I also think definitely regulations can come into place, how big foreign players can be on the local market, especially when it comes to food especially when it comes to Corona.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting point.
0: So Sophia, what kind of waves do you think the expansion of Amazon Fresh in the UK will, will create on the market?
1: I think it's, it's definitely gonna cause disruption and cause retailers uh, to think more seriously about uh, how they deliver on, on customer experience going forward. But they still have a strong customer base and loyal customers at that. And as long as they can you know, deliver, continue to deliver on those customer needs, then um, I think they can, they can maintain a strong foothold going yeah, forward. Thank you, Ryan. Right. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Uh, keep an eye out for some of the, the future content that we'll be releasing on customer experience in retail. Thank you very much, Eric. It's been a really interesting discussion today, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.
0: Thank you very much for having me as a